themselves into their career, which I did for eight years, almost eight years of my life where I poured myself into my career because I wasn't feeling totally connected and happy in my life. Um, people watch TV. Netflix and chill is one of the ways that people numb out their emotions and ignore some of those deeper things. Um, let's talk about alcohol. People want to have a couple glasses of wine, but how about actually connect with how you're feeling? So there's lots of different ways that people can numb out and kind of separate from those different emotions. And so what I think is really like, okay, if this is all energy and we're all talking about our sexuality, well, how do we connect with it in our daily life? So. back to Real Talk with the Pelvic Docs. We are on episode eight of season two, and who you just heard was Kendall Merritt from Soul Saturations. Kendall is a sex and relationship coach, and she just spits out straight fire. I found her on Instagram. We have a few mutual friends, and I'm like, hey, she is talking about things that I've been thinking that I need my people that I treat from a physical therapy standpoint to potentially connect with. So in this episode, we talk about sex and sexuality, the importance of self-pleasure and communication in relationships, and different ways individuals and couples can grow together in this arena. I think you're really going to like this episode. Kendall has this grace about her that makes her really easy to listen to and she also offers tips that are easy and digestible that you can use to take action in in order to start addressing this area either whether it's with yourself or with your partner in this episode we drop f-bombs we talk about sex so if you have little ones around you you might want to put your earbuds in So if you like to learn more about Kendall, you can find her on Instagram and you can also find her on her website at soulsaturations.com and then at soulsaturations. You can really help out the podcast by rate, reviewing, and subscribing to the podcast on iTunes or leaving a review on Spotify. You can always also follow us on Instagram at Pelvic Docs Podcasts and at the dot vagina doc. And then if you have questions or comments, just reach out. Also, we couldn't fit everything into the episode, so really check out the Instagram to get clips of our conversation that didn't make it. We talk about sex toys and some other things around sex. For this episode and all future episodes, please keep in mind our disclaimer. The information on this podcast is intended as general information only and should not be substituted or used in lieu of medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Now, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome back to Real Talk with the Pelvic Docs. I am your host, Dr. Jocelyn Conley, pelvic floor physical therapist, and I am so excited today because I have Kendall Merritt on. She's a sex and relationship coach, and I have been creeping on her for hmm, probably (laughs) almost a year now because her stuff that she puts out is just such fire. And Kendall, I am so happy that you agreed to come on. Thank you so much. Yes. Thanks so much for having me. I just, I love talking about all things sex and what a better way to talk about it than with a pelvic floor PT. So let's dive in. Yes. Before we get into specific, can you just tell me your story? How'd you even get into what you're doing now? Yes, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So I like to start everybody off with just a really simple question. So for your listeners, um, I want you to take a moment and consider the answer to this question. How many of you have ever thought about sex, had sex at least once on your life, in your life, or plan on having sex at least one more time in your life? Most of us would probably answer yes, absolutely, and probably more than once. 
So being a sex and relationship coach, people are kind of like, what is that? What does that even mean? And so I like to really start off my story with the fact that I'm a human being having this beautiful, like human experience. And one of the things that I've always been super intrigued by and fascinated by is sexuality. And so a little bit of my professional background is that I have over 15 years of professional coaching experience in both nonprofit and for-profit industries. So my background is in speaking and executive coaching and leadership retreats, brand sales, culture, strategy, leadership development, and really working in all different types of industries with high level leaders, um, such as hospitality and healthcare, technology and real estate. And so what I found was as I was working with a, a lot of these leaders in these various different industries, um, I was looking for ways to incorporate my passions with what I was doing. And what I found with well, kind of under this corporate umbrella of coaching was how dramatically disconnected people are from themselves. So across the board, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, how high up the corporate chain you are, people really just struggle with that basic connection with themselves. And so many of the leaders that I worked with felt that if they poured themselves into a career, if they had the title, the salary, the house, the car, the lifestyle, that of course the relationships and the happiness would just be easy. It would just be perfect. And what was so striking is that most of these leaders were so unhappy, were so out of alignment and just living a life that was anything but soul-centered. And so when we think about their relationships, they weren't even happy, if existent at all. And if we talk about their sex lives, that was even further out of alignment of happiness and satisfaction and all of these things. And the worst part is that most of these people just accepted it as, well, that's the way it is. So for me, I think of one of those famous definitions of insanity, right? Doing things the same way and expecting different results. Well, if I make more money, my relationship will be better. If I buy a bigger house, my, my relationship's going to be better. If we go on this fancy vacation, our sex life is going to be better. But it doesn't actually get to the root of what these issues are. And so I decided to do things differently. And instead of starting with the career and then the life and then sexuality, I really was passionate about let's start with sexuality. Let's use this as the entry point to deeply connect with that energy within us. And then everything else in our life will start to fall into alignment to be really soul centered. So sexuality is that main entry point. And I believe in speaking the language that people can connect with. So it no longer has to be something that lives in a box that's clouded with different perspectives and past experiences and feels kind of scary or like something that's maybe ashamed and you don't want to talk about it. So my passion is really to help people deeply connect with soul-centered sensuality and sexuality and to really access the power of living a life that is full of purpose and possibilities and pleasure overall. Wow. Would, would you say you've always been a sexual being or did you have your own experience where you had come into yourself sexually and now Ooh. you do this? I love that question. So from a really young age, I've always been intrigued with sexuality. So um, one of the movies, one of the first movies I can remember watching being like, yeah, this is great, was the Austin Powers series, right? So like, okay, we're talking about shagging. It's great. It's like the sexual man of mystery. And I was like, fuck yeah, like this is awesome. And I was young at the time, and there were so many other influences in my life where I was like, just naturally comfortable in my sexuality. There was, there was like the awkward, like teen, preteen phase. Of course, we all go through those awkward phases. And sometimes I feel like I'm still in it, but it's okay. We're moving through it, right? Um, but I was always really comfortable with my sexuality. And 
for a, a period of my time, I was using my sexuality to look for ways for what I was really trying to have in my life. I was looking for love. I was looking for connection. I was looking for some of these different pieces. So I was using my sexuality as a way to get those pieces of my life, which wasn't really in the most soul-centered way. So um, kind of a couple peaks of my experiences related to sexuality was I got pregnant in high school. And so it was a one night stand. It wasn't an important relationship. And I found myself 15 years old and pregnant. And I was like, what do I do? And by the way, I was in an all girls Catholic school. So um, I had to really navigate that experience. And I made a choice to have my daughter and put her up for open adoption. She lives, um, you know, about 30 minutes away from me and I see her whenever our schedules permit. And she's this like beautiful human being who's so super intelligent. Her adoptive parents are amazing. We have this great relationship. I'm her birth mother. I'm not her mother. I'm not here to parent her. I'm just here to be that extra support. But just because I got pregnant in high school and had to navigate some of these big experiences that were centered around sexuality for me didn't mean that I instantly understood it. It took doing that like spiritual self-development work of like really diving in and looking at those deeper parts of me to say, who am I and what am I here to do on this planet? And so sexuality has had this kind of common thread or relationships of being in unhealthy and toxic relationships or watching my parents get divorced and some of these different big impactful things have really helped shape the perspective that I have today. And really what I'm most grateful for is my relationship that I have today. I am in the most loving and honoring and deeply soul-centered relationship with my partner. And that was really what shifted the trajectory and like really gave me the, the extra boost of momentum to really create this as my life's work is because I saw what it could be. And I can see how when we grow together and how when we make our sexuality and our physical relationship a priority, how everything else falls into place. Would you mind defining the difference between sexuality and sex? Ooh, that's a big question. <laughs> what is sexuality? I mean a lot of things. Totally. So I think if we start off with the fact that everything is energy, everything on the planet is energy. So right now we're in the middle of a global pandemic. And I think if we, we look at it from an energetic side of things, people are starting to wake up to what energy feels like. So people are, are very aware of what energy feels like in their body and what energy feels like on the planet. So people can recognize fear and uncertainty and worry, but they can also recognize those really stable pillars of light. They can notice love and kindness and compassion and really people that they're attracted to and they can start to recognize and feel that energy. And so to me, sexuality is energy. It's not separate from anything else in our life. So take a moment and think about things that you love doing that you're so passionate about that come and they're just like in flow to you. If you were to feel something like that in your body, a lot of times people are going to say it feels freeing. It feels like in flow or calm or peaceful or just like joy and all these different energies. So like we start to feel that like as a warmth, as like a heartwarming kind of sensation in our body or like the tingling in our fingertips. That's, that energy is our sexuality. Our sexual energy and our sexual essence is not separate from any other energy that exists on the planet. But when we start to think about how people learn about sexuality and sex and how they start to really understand it, we think about it and it starts to get all these weights layered and layered on top of everybody else from like, okay, here's religion. Here's where my family talked about it. Here's my friends. Here's the media. Here's movies and TVs and ads on Instagram and all these different things where it starts to get really dense and really heavy. So if we can actually stop and take a moment and say, well, what is sexuality? Well, pull off all these different layers, feel those weights lifting off and say, when I am most in flow and I am most connected with myself and things that I love doing, what does that feel like? 
that sexuality, that energy is what we're talking about when it comes to sexuality. So people get really scared. They're like, sex? Like, ooh, that's scary. I don't want to talk about it. But it's things that we have this energy coursing through our bodies at any point in time. So why not connect with it? I love that. I never thought of sexuality as an energy, mm. but it totally is. And when you do take away, take away that complicated stuff, yeah, heavy stuff, it's just, it's a lot more simple than that. Mm-hmm. How, yeah. There yeah. are some people that tend to numb things. Mm. So they, I would call them energy, like numbing would, you're blocking energy. Totally. So what are some things that people can do to even become open to the idea of being open to stopping the numbing? Mm, That's a big perspective. So if we think about numbing in our life, let's first define like, A, why does that happen? And B, like, how do people do that? So we live in a life today that is focused on pressure of status and success. And if you make a certain amount of money, you've got to be happy. Or if you have all these different things, like you're going to be happy. So there's so many extra um, outside influences that put so much pressure on people where we're expected to live this life of go, 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 go. And so a lot of times people just don't know how to even connect with and process how they're actually feeling. Um, If you think about how we were raised, it's like if a kid is crying, it's like, shh, quiet. Well, he or she is just trying to express their energy. So like we grow up in these lifestyle places where we're not taught to connect. And so we're taught to just push down and ignore and not focus on. So how do people numb themselves from some of these different deeper emotions and experiences and different things? It can be from pouring themselves into their career, which I did for eight years, almost eight years of my life where I poured myself into my career because I wasn't feeling totally connected and happy in my life. Um, People watch TV, Netflix and chill is one of the ways that people numb out their emotions and ignore some of those deeper things. Um, Let's talk about alcohol. People want to have a couple glasses of wine, but how about actually connect with how you're feeling? So there's lots of different ways that people can numb out and kind of separate from those different emotions. And so what I think is really like, okay, if this is all energy and we're all talking about our sexuality, well, how do we connect with it in our daily life? So creating what I call a super healthy self-pleasure practice is one thing that everybody should have. It doesn't matter if you're a man or you're a woman, everybody should have a healthy self-pleasure practice. And I think you call it self-exploration, which is beautiful because that's really what you're doing. You're exploring, you're going on this journey of deeper connection with yourself. And so something that I always recommend to my clients is to look at your self-pleasure practice. How have you taken time to deeply connect with yourself? And let's take this idea of self-pleasure and masturbation for a moment. People think that from one side, it is pleasure focused. It's only about reaching a specific goal of orgasm. And it's this thing that carries a lot of shame and a lot of fear and worry around it. But if we can maybe, A, let's acknowledge the pleasure. Orgasm and pleasure is amazing. It's a beautiful way to connect us with our higher self, connect us with that energy within us and help us really use that that power to magnetize things. But if we can take that and set it aside for a moment and let's look at just self-pleasure as a way of self-exploration, as you call it, let's use it as a way to connect with us. So especially since I know majority of your uh, listeners are women, let's take it from the female perspective. For us as women, we tend to numb out and not really allow our deeper emotions to process and to flow. And so that from an energetic side will physically manifest within our womb space, within our yonis, within our pussy, which is a reason why so many people come to somebody like you. So I can say, let's take it from just an individual perspective and say, how do you just honor that and connect with that? Sending love and gratitude and appreciation to our bodies for carrying us through the life that we have walked through already and for the many years that we choose to walk through in the future. 
Um, I think sending that love, appreciation, and gratitude, but really coming from that place of self-exploration and self-touch and self-appreciation and self-love, then it then self-pleasure has a different context where we can use it as a way to move some of these energies and maybe alchemize or transmute some of these energies that maybe in the past were past traumas or it could be really intense experiences we've been through in our life. It could just be the current stress of what's happening in the planet or it could be somebody cut you off driving down the road or whatever that is that can all physically manifest within us. And so sending the love, sending the gratitude, sending the appreciation, and using that as a way to transmute and change that will be a way that we not only move this energy within us, but we connect with our bodies in a way of what feels really good? Where do I have tension? Where do I have numbness? How do I start to then focus this in a place that I can be energetically open and receptive to love, to touch, to penetration, to pleasure, to all these different things that are natural to our human experience. So that's one of the things that I really love to do and recommend. I really love the part where you talk about gratitude. From my personal experience, I used to talk so much shit on my vagina. I think one of the most common things that I said immediately after any mention of my vagina is, it's a hot mess. And a lot of people mm. listening could probably relate to that. And the fact of the matter was, is, is that our bodies listen to that language. And when I saw pelvic floor physical therapists, I made a pact with her that I would never say that again. Mm -hmm. And then I would look in the mirror and I would just whisper or speak or yell sweet nothings to my vagina <laughs> and my vulva. Yeah. And oh my goodness. Yes, I was like dying inside at first, but then I was just speaking words of gratitude. Like, thank mm. you for all the things you've, that, that I've been able to do. Yeah. And it has really been transformative. So being grateful for each component of your body is huge. Yeah. I think there's so much, there's so much body shame that exists in the world. And I think there's something like 95% of women at some point have hated one aspect of their body. It was like, it's not a legit, like academic study, but it's definitely yeah. something that is very relatable is, you know, as women, we don't talk about what our vulvas look like. We don't talk about the color of our labia. We don't talk about the shape, the smell, the color, the, the, any of those aspects. And so to really like fucking honor your Yoni, honor your vulva and like sit in front of a mirror and be like, you are fucking beautiful. I love you. And you don't look like anybody else's like, that's so magical and so powerful about this journey of sexuality and our, our just sexual journey in general is that nobody's journey is the same. Nobody has the same experience. And to really just fucking honor it, like love it, appreciate it, be grateful for it and surround yourself with people that are going to feel the same way too. So you shouldn't be with people who are like, Ooh, that's what it looks like down there. Like, you know, like fuck, have a man who is like, that is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen or have your partner just fucking worship it and like want to put their face in it because they love it so much. And that's, that's like, you know, okay, if we think about the word yoni, it's like the sacred, it's the sacred portal. It's like the entry point of just our own power as women, our creative life force. And so when we can look at it from that place of like, this is where I get my power. This is where I can stand with confidence and grace and flow and just being able to accept pleasure and feel the pleasure in my body. That's, that's the magic. That's where we get to start this beautiful journey and exploration that we get to carry on with us for a lifetime. How would someone begin to start working with someone like you? So there's a lot of different ways. And I would say that a lot of people can work with me because they love sex. They want to have better sex and have more sex. 
um, people could be in a in a place in their relationship where their physical intimacy is no longer a priority, and they're looking to really uh, reconnect and have that deeper physical emotional connection with their partner. Um, some people are just looking to have like a better relationship overall with their sexuality. Maybe they've had past experiences or traumas or things that have kind of clouded that judgment and that experience so that they want to feel really open and really free and really empowered and just truly embodied in their natural essence. Um, and some people are just tired of past mediocre relationships and they're ready to make their relationship healthy, juicy, and delicious on so many different levels besides just the physical act of sexuality. Or somebody wants to call in that partner that is truly going to honor and nourish their, not only their sexual desires, but their spiritual desires, their energetic and emotional desires, and really just honor them as a whole being. Um, so that's really kind of the entry point. And, you know, if you think about kind of my process of how I work with people, Obviously, I've already talked a lot about energy. I've told you a little bit about my background. So I look from a very holistic perspective. I think sexuality is our entry point. And it's really, it's looking at your career. It's looking at your friendships. It's looking at how you spend your life, what you eat, how you move, all those different things where it's really starting to say, well, what is this whole picture of you? What's your journey? Where are you at today? And where do you want to go? And so... Um, I do pull in a lot of energetic pieces. And so some of the things um, I can kind of get into, like how people would actually go about working with me. Is that something that sounds good? Okay, cool. Um, so right now I'm doing a, a really cool promotion of, I'm offering a hundred free soul saturation coaching calls. So it's a 60 minute coaching container and it's a beautiful, safe, confidential container. It's a one-on-one -on -one call, so um, just one person. So if you have a partner, sign your partner up and I'd be happy to talk to them separately too. But it's really looking at kind of a current assessment of how you feel about soul-centered sexuality and starting to identify what are those action steps? What are those things that you can do in your life to really create that sex life of your dreams or align with your current partner sexual, sexually or call in that next partner. So it's really meant to be kind of like a, here's an introduction to how I work with people um, and give you some like tangible things like, okay, here, here it is. I can walk away with this belief or this action step or this thing to integrate into my life. So I only have about uh, just under 65 more spaces available. So if that's something that sounds amazing, like jump into the link in my bio while it's available. Um, the other thing that I think is a great entry point for somebody who's like, ooh, I don't wanna talk to anybody about this. This sounds a little bit scary. I have this really fun, like just safe entry point of an online course. It's over 20 different short video modules with journal and like reflection questions. And it's normally $111 that I've discounted for a social distancing promotion. So it's only $44. It's like, it's so much value for somebody who's like, I want to start thinking about this, but I don't really know how to start. So it's called Honoring Feminine Pleasure. It's a great resource. Um, and there's a lot of great options to really use that as a starting point to reflect for yourself. Or if you are in a relationship and you wanna share that information with your partner, it's a great topic of conversation to kind of dive in and reflect on these pieces together. And then I don't know, do you, I don't know when this is actually going to air. So depending upon when it's going to air, next Tuesday, I can hear it if you have a promo. I can I can bump it up the lineup. Cool. Yeah. So okay. I, um, next Tuesday, my partner um, Matt, who is a doctor of physical therapy, he on Instagram is rooted in movement and VMNT. But we're hosting a call that's going to be a live Zoom call on Tuesday, April twenty eighth at five p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And so it's really, we're offering some live coaching feedback for specific topics of interest and curiosity and questions. And 
it's for couples or single or bring your partner or don't bring your partner, but really it's meant to be intentional and engaging and kind of bringing some of those topics where it's like, okay, I want to talk to my partner about oral sex and I don't know how to start. And we can kind of share that perspective. And Matthew has a whole, like, whole knowledge base around education and movement and all those things that we really like to kind of put things together and um, share that perspective. So those are kind of like my top three things, but really just in a general perspective, I grow my practice through invitation only. Not everybody is really ready for this type of work or these types of conversations. And so my process to assure that somebody is ready to get into a container with me. And so I say container as in like an energetic container transformation happens in containers. So in order to make sure somebody's a good fit both for me and for them, we do a quick introductory complimentary call, kind of get a taste of my coaching style and how I think about things and identify what are the goals, what are the outcomes that somebody really wants to achieve through this container and identify what container is gonna fit most. I do a 90 minute deep dive call um, or my, my favorite way to work with people to really ensure that we like deepen the work and, and ensure that impact is through a three month container. So that's kind of how people work with me overall. And if people want couples coaching, that's something I can also offer as well. So it's just really a whole variety that really starts with who the individual is and what their journey wants to grow into. What's your favorite story, client story? Ooh, um, oh, there's so many of them, um, especially, and I've been doing like rapid fire client calls with these hundred calls, which has been so fun. Um, I would say one of, I, I'll share a couple favorites. One of my favorite stories is I was working with a gentleman who, uh, this was in a more three month deep dive container. He had been married for 22 years and had two children. And he and his wife had been through couples therapy and counselors and they have separated and come back together and had just kind of this whole experience and they were back together and their sex life was not non-existent, but it was just a really like, just kind of mediocre in this like bare minimum place of like maybe having sex here or there. And it was just this meaningless physical act. And um, they weren't sure if they were going to stay together and all these different things. And so this gentleman came to me to start this container because he, he said, I want to be a better lover to my wife. How do I really start that and create that? And so what we found is what started as a, hey, I want to be a better lover physically turned into a, let's do a deep dive on this relationship. And that relationship is a container for him. So dive, deep dive into that container. And through our time working together, it was, do I get divorced? How do I create a healthy sex life? And it ended in really him feeling super empowered and connected with his wife. And he, he, he always said, I got my mojo back. So I thought that was a really, really fun way to kind of look at where people can be and where they want to go is really up to the individual. Um, another one of my favorite stories is I had... Um, a client who was just on a quick 90 minute deep dive call and she had been with her partner for about two years and um, was going through some rocky patches in their sex life and their physical relationship. And one of the things she said was, oh my gosh, like I, as soon as I got home from our call, I had the most fantastic sex almost as soon as I walked in the door. Like, wow, that was so empowering for me to relax and finally reclaim that piece of my relationship. And she was so excited and looking forward to the feedback, like, and the homework piece, because that's really important about the 90, 90 minute sessions is you got to do the work. So as you know, with anything in life, you get in what you put out. If you're going to show up and be inspired and like, get this great recommendation, you actually have to do the work. I can't do the work for you. I can't make you have a great sex life. You have to do that. So, right. Speaking for myself, there's shame around asking help from another mm -hmm. person. Yeah. But we're not expected to know everything about everything, right? 
So there's nothing wrong it, of going to someone, even if you've already thought or pondered about the stuff that maybe Kendall, you might have, you might recommend to them. There's just something about getting permission and almost being told to just do it, right? Oh my gosh, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, honor the fact that we are human as fuck. That means we are on this human journey experience with all our human shit that we have to sift through, which by the way, comes with a lot of shame and guilt and past experiences that maybe aren't very pretty. And you have permission to play, to receive pleasure, to have these beautiful, juicy, healthy, delicious relationships that fucking honor every aspect of yourself. And it's okay if it feels hella uncomfortable and really scary, and maybe you don't want to tell anybody about it, but that's why people like me and you exist, is because we are here to create a safe space. We're here to create that container where we can hold all those things that come up for people. And we can say, you know, I, my partner really wants me to have anal sex and I really don't want to. Okay, let's talk about it. Or we can have that conversation of like, you know, I've been in this relationship for a long time and I'm not feeling honored. You know, I feel like it's not something that is really serving my highest self okay, let's talk about it. It's okay if things don't work out. It's okay to change and pivot and look for growth and do things in this different way. So knowing that we're human, it's gonna feel awkward and uncomfortable and maybe a little bit scary. That's okay. Move through it with love. How we continue to show up in life is what makes us like that much more evolved as beings as we go and go and continue to learn and grow. So just know that we're human, that's okay. But also know that you have permission. You absolutely have permission to really receive and just give as much pleasure as your heart can really handle. That's really where the name soul saturations came from is like being in that place of you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm so saturated with pleasure and joy and love that my heart and soul can't take anymore. It is thoroughly saturated and maybe saturates your bed a little bit as well. Do you find that when people come to you and say, oh, my partner wants to have anal penetration, do you, do you find that they, when they leave you, they're op more open or they're just better at communicating? It depends on the person. 50-50, I would say it really depends on the person. I have some people who are like, absolutely, fuck no. And I have some people who are like, okay, at least I understand, like now I have a different perspective. So um, that could be a whole long conversation so I can dive into it if you want me to, but- um, Let's go there. Okay, so the thing about anal sex is let's start off, right? Let's always start off with where did this idea come from? Who wants to have anal sex and why? Now, <clears throat> most often um, it comes from people watching porn. So let's give a little side note to pornography. Pornography is meant to be visually stimulating. So it's not always something that is physically pleasurable and they're actors. This is not real life. So I always like to kind of give that as a side piece. Now there is some pornography that I absolutely support um, creators such as Erica Lust or some of those different um, perspectives where it's um, they even have sites like Make Love Not Porn where people have real videos and I think even Pornhub is doing some of those things, but it's, it's honoring the type of pornography that's happening. So that was my side note. Now going back to where does this idea of desire for anal sex come from? If the person doesn't understand, so each partner, either side of the partner, doesn't really understand why they want to have anal sex, you're not ready for it. So it's really looking from, I like to break things down through a couple of different ways. The first lens that I like to look, like to look through is purpose. 
Why do you want to have anal sex? What is the purpose? What would it do? Why is it important? How is it going to make you feel? How is it going to make you make your partner feel? Really understanding the purpose behind it. The next lens is intention. How do you want this to go? How do you want to create the space? How do you want to intend your conversation to be? And what do you want the impact to be? That's the last lens is what's the impact? How is it going to make you feel afterwards? How's it going to make your partner feel? So purpose, intention, and impact is a great way that I recommend anybody communicate anything. Um, and so when we think about the topic of anal sex, it's really looking at, well, why would somebody want to do that? Anal sex can be incredibly powerful. It can be incredibly energetic and super honoring and worshiping and fucking delicious. So it's also understanding where it comes from. That's our root. It's our base. It's like our deepest place. And so it can really open us to those deepest, most vulnerable layers of ourselves. And our partner has to be mature enough to go there, to hold that for us. So not only could there be the physical aspect of poo, yes, it's a very real thing that could happen. Um, it's, it's a spot that people are maybe not as comfortable because it's a typically one-way street. Right? So like, how do you honor and create such a safe environment with your intention that you're emotionally mature enough to handle that type of pleasure? Because it can pull up some of these really deep rooted emotional and energetic pieces for people that to move that energy can be incredibly pleasurable and powerful and raw and really almost animalistic in form. And it has to be done with honor and respect and pleasure and a shit ton of lube. So making sure that you're honoring that aspect, like physically, make sure you're doing it well. <laughs> um, so much lube. Oh my God, always. But go easy. Start with a finger. Like don't just try to stick a penis up your asshole. It's not going to feel good. Like ease into it, use your Preach. finger, <laughs> um, really like sensually honor that space. Like using your tongue is incredibly sensational and maybe just starting with just a finger, using a butt plug, using uh, more gradual, smaller toys to kind of work your way up to it and go fucking slow, breathe, like relax. The more relaxed you are, the better it's going to be. Um, and trying ways that you're going to do it so that you feel safe. It comes down to like, when I think about anal sex, it's, it is, you must feel safe. If you're not safe, your butthole will not open. So that's the easiest way to think about it is use a lot of lube, feel safe, and it'll be great. <laughs> oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. <laughs> so being that you probably come into contact with people that have a lot of different sexual desires and goals. Are you, how much do you know about the different fetishes and the different things involved with, within the BDSM world and yeah. like swingers, polyamorous. Oh my God, there is so much to know. I swear I learn about something new every single day. Um, so I, my perspective is I know as much as my past experiences and learning and research and talking to people has really opened me up. Um, and I just come from a place of no judgment. I, I'm here to really create the container and hold the space for you to explore. As a coach, I totally believe that everybody has the power to access whatever goal they want and create every goal that they desire. And so um, I'm here to hold the space in terms of fetishes and different sexual preferences and all those different things. There's so much to know. And just know that if that is a desire, if you're looking for more information and things, be curious. It's okay to explore. And again, part of our human experience is like, we try to put labels on things of it's right or it's wrong or it's good or it's bad. Fuck that. Explore. What's going to make 
you feel really aligned and honored. And so that's where I, I come from is same thing that, that I shared with the anal sex perspective is like, what's the purpose? What's your intention? And what's going to be the impact? If you don't fully understand those pieces, maybe you shouldn't be trying a certain fetish or maybe you shouldn't be doing a certain thing because it may not make you feel good afterwards and then you're gonna have to come back and do the work. So I would rather people be proactive in their sexual exploration to think about why. Why is, what's the purpose, what's the intention, what's the impact, to know that it's gonna make them feel honored in the end. Do you come across people that have these kind of goals? Oh, of course, all the time, yeah. And have you yourself got into anything that would be considered adventurous that you can speak of your own experience? Yeah, I would say um, I'm, I'm more on the vanilla end of the spectrum when people actually start to think about like kink and fetishes. Um, but I think part of this brings up a, a really important topic is like honoring your partner's erotic desires and what nourishes your partner erotically. Um, so for me, like what's so nourishing to my sexuality and just like lights me up and turns me on is energetic play. So like deeply sensual and energetic pieces, obviously like I'm over here talking about everything's energy. Of course I would be energetic in my sexuality too. Um, but it's not to say that I'm not turned on by other things. And so when I look at, that's my primary eroticism, but then I look at my partner, his primary eroticism is very much in that kind of kinky taboo world. So it doesn't have to be these intense, hard fetishes, and it can be things that are considered more taboo. And so some of the things that I have to remember and that we do to like honor each other is making sure we're both feeling nourished. So prioritizing some of these more kinky experiences for him to feel nourished and then prioritizing energetic experiences as well for me to feel nourished. So, you know, I think I love me some handcuffs. I love spreader bars. I'm totally down with anal plugs. I think handcuffs are a lot of fun. I think, I, I don't know, we have a toy box. Um, so for my partner's 30th birthday, I, it was a little while ago, he was coming up on his next birthday actually. Um, but for his Dirty 30, I got him a Dirty 30 box with all these different like sex toys and things. And one of my favorite stories was we went to Las Vegas for a conference called Emerge that had a piece on sexuality. So for me to do some business research, and we stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel in Vegas, and we only stayed for one night. It was like quick in and out. And they upgraded us to a pool villa, like oh. the size of my apartment. And the Hard Rock is like the perfect place for kinky sex. It's like fucking pleather and mirrors on the ceiling and black and red and all the lights and all the things. And so one of the things that I brought and surprised him with was we have this over the door X cross that would suspend you by your wrists and your ankles in this X form. And so we did it like I, we put it up in the, in this fancy room and the, I kept all the windows open floor to ceiling. So like if anybody happened to walk by, they would have quite the show and like took some sexy pictures and some black lingerie and like, whole fucking nine yards and that still is one of like my all-time favorite sexual experiences is that how i want to be fucked every day no but do i want to have that in my life to spice up my sex life absolutely um so we do all sorts of things we're really open to exploring are we on the like intense fetishes no am i polyamorous absolutely not i believe in monogamy and polyamory and open relationships work really well for a lot of people and that's fucking awesome and so i think when we look at fetishes and taboos and all those things it's just about how do we come from a place of honoring it and really coming from a place of curiosity if it's something that we're not familiar with can you define what vanilla means um vanilla is i i don't know what an actual specific definition is but it's gonna be like 
more traditional ways of making love, right? So fingers, um, oral penetration, those kind of things, maybe not having any toys. So it's all a spectrum. So a great resource um, that I really love is an organization called pleaseme.com, P-L-E-A-Z, me.com. Um, there's a link in my bio. You can go in and like register with them. It's an online like social platform for people to explore their sexuality. It's super cool. Um, the founder um, is this badass babe. Her name is Heather Montgomery. And um, she really looks at it from this perspective of you have this whole world of sexuality, right? It's this entire galaxy. And within the galaxy, there are these seven different worlds that based on your quiz and your like kind of almost application in a sense, but like your quiz, you get assigned one of these different worlds. So ranging from sacred sexuality and Tantra to kind of more creative play and then some of the more intense fetishes. So it's a great way to explore that entire world and it's super safe. It's totally anonymous. You create your avatar and there's lots of great resources in there where if somebody is curious about what is vanilla, what is all the different types of fetishes, it's a great place to go and explore and like honor that side of your sexuality. I'll be sure to put that, those, all the links that you said in. I'll give, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll make sure I'm making myself a note to put that in the notes. I have a few more questions for you. Yeah. One more along the lines of how you work with people. Let's say you have, there's someone that's listening and they're like, wow, I really think that this is something that could be beneficial. How do they know the entrance point and, and how, I mean, speaking for myself, I needed you before and yeah. I probably still need you now and I'm definitely scheduling a call. Yes, you will. <laughs> how do you, how can you encourage someone to choose someone and be brave and just go for it? How yeah. do you get over the hump? I think, um, it, it comes back to that human side of us, right? It, it can be really scary to open ourselves up to some of these different things. But if it's already like uh, part of your interest or desire of like, wow, I really wish I could make this next step. I wish I, I wish I had a juicy sex life like that person or God, I would love to experience these kind of orgasms or oh, like I wanna have a relationship where my partner so honors and worships me that right there is your soul's calling to be like, yes, you want to do this. And I always think um, a great coach or healthcare provider is going to give you kind of an introductory, hey, let's get to know you. So don't be afraid to just say, I just want to see if we, if we have a good energy or have a good vibe. Um, so scheduling a free 15-minute call is a great entry point. And it's never too early and it's never too late. I would say um, part of my like bigger long-term life mission is to write a children's book about the sacred sexuality and like using sexuality as an entry point so that our kids can honor it with the association of parent coaching, like how to have those conversations. So we should be having these conversations as, as young as children and it's never too late in our experience to really have that conversation. Like I've had calls with women who are well into their seventies. Like I want to experience more pleasure. Great. Let's go there. Um, so just knowing that if your soul is already interested, if that's already kind of like a curious nudge or a desire, just go for it. That's like, we're trained professionals to hold space. We're not going to judge. We're not going to like make it this scary thing. I'm not going to ask you to like strip and get naked and show me your fucking yoni. I, I like, won't, but I will. <laughs> I won't, but you will. <laughs> this is why we work well as a great team. Um, <laughs> exactly. It's meant to be really safe. It's meant to be just a way to help you get the entire life that you deserve and desire overall. So, to summarize what she just said, if you're asking yourself, how can I make my, my, this part of myself better? Or can I really want better orgasms? Then just go for it. Don't waste any more time asking yourself, 
oh, am I ready? And worst thing, worst case scenario, you have a call and you're like, I don't vibe with them and then move on. Maybe you'll find someone else. Yeah. And I think that's a great perspective is, um, especially like with somebody who like me right now, I'm offering these hundred free calls. What do you have to lose? Right. You have nothing to lose. Um, but just giving you something to think about in a different way. And so, um, every person is meant to come into our life for a reason. Like there's a reason you're listening to this podcast. There's a reason that we have some sort of sphere of influence connection here. Trust, like trust in yourself that this is the right decision. Um, and trust that there's some sort of lesson and some sort of learning in that. So, um, don't hesitate, just go. And that's one of the things I really like to teach is, um, it's kind of on the same lines is like, I like to give three rules for people when you're considering your relationship, when you're thinking about your sex life, when you're looking at your career, really any aspect of your life is the first rule is don't settle. If you feel like you are settling in any way, shape or form, don't just don't do it. Like don't waste any time start taking action steps. So whether that may be your eating habits and your health to your relationships, to uh, your career that you're in, don't settle. So number one, don't settle. Number two is feel honored. You should feel so honored in your partnerships, in your sexual experiences, in your career, working with like whatever it may be your boss or your clients or whatever that is, you have to feel honored. That's having a basis of love and respect as a foundation in your life. So don't settle, feel honored. And then the third piece is have fun. Don't take life so seriously. Like there's so many beautiful things to experience in life. If you're not having fun, like embrace all the things that you have. So when you're considering a provider coach, uh, whether that may be a public floor PT or somebody that you're going to just, you know, have a casual night of sex with, are you settling? Are you feeling honored? And are you having fun? Three simple rules. So, uh, Life's, life's just juicy. It's meant to be juicy and delicious. So embrace it. I love those three. Oh my gosh. It's come, it came up this morning on an IG live I did today. I was like, okay, that's the post for today. So I'm going to make a post out of that for sure. Mm-hmm. When Kendall, when you see someone in public, can you, do you go on to like analyzing mode and say they have a good sex life? or they are comfortable in their sexuality, or I feel that energy, or, mm-hmm. or on the contrary, that person is themselves. <laughs> yes, can you read that? Can, do people carry an energy that you can, you can tell whether or not they have, they carry a, a, an energy that is, they're in tune with their sexuality? Yeah. So I'm only answering this from a place of non-judgment and it's just always market research and how my brain is. It's just like my partner, we go for a walk down the canal and he's like analyzing and breaking down everybody's gate mechanics and how they're running. And now I do it. Hashtag honorary PT degree over here. Um, But it's just as professionals, as experts in what we do as people who have dedicated our lives to this work, Absolutely. I can, I feel it. I, I have senses, like I get divine downloads and pings of like, oh yeah, like this person is embodied and not for everyone. I, there definitely have been some people where I'm like, "Mm, not sure. So, but I would say overall, one of the things about our sexual energy is it's confidence with grace. So especially from a feminine perspective is it's like, it's this like natural essence and connection that makes you move through life with grace and flow and beauty and all of those things. It's just kind of like that natural state of being. It's hard to explain. Um, really hard to like put, put up parameters or a box on. And if somebody's like, Oh, do I have a good sex life? I'm like, I'm not going to play that game with you. Cause it's not about judgment. It's about how do you really recognize somebody who is in tune and connected with their own sexual essence? So it's confidence with grace. It's being deeply present um, from a masculine perspective. It's somebody who is 
confident, like in their presence, has this like energetic standpoint of how they stand, how they walk, how they deeply make eye contact with you. So there's a lot of different things to look at, but it really comes down to having that healthy connection with our own energetic presence overall. Wow. I love it. I love everything that you're saying. I could talk to you forever, <laughs> but it, there's been so many takeaways with this conversation. First, mm -hmm. one, one being sexuality is an energy mm -hmm. and just like anything else, it can grow and it's a process mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with self discovery, self-exploration, and getting help along that journey. Yeah. I loved the, the three, don't settle, feel honored, have fun. Yes. And you've dropped a lot of different outlets or resources that yes. listeners can get to. But let's say they're not ready to call, to take the 100 free call, or they're not ready to do, uh, let's say, the that entrance program mm -hmm. that you have, but they're, they're curious and they're, yeah. they're at least they're in the, they're not quite in the, they've passed the pre-contemplation phase. They're in that action stage, but not to be open with another human. So do you have mm -hmm. any other resources or any other pieces of advice? I did download one of your guides about, oh, good. And I think it's fabulous. Do you want to talk about that? And then we can wrap things up. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So um, I, there's a couple free guides that are good. Um, there's one that's like your guide to a soul-centered life. So that's just kind of like a quick like overview of if everything in your life is energy, where do you kind of put yourself on that? Um, and then I have a free guide on your self-pleasure practice. So that self-exploration practice. So that's a great one to really start with. Um, and just like giving yourself the grace to explore yourself, explore your body, um, really starting with your breath first, like you, the way that you breathe and connect with your energy, like really moving that piece is super important. And like, it's okay to look at your body in a way that you can show gratitude and appreciation. So like stand in the mirror, I think a super simple way to like connect with sex sexuality and sensuality, especially for women, is like take a shower and focus on the water running through your hair, massaging your scalp as you put shampoo and conditioner in your hair, really intentionally rubbing your body as you put soap on, as you get out like thoughtfully drying off and rubbing lotion on your skin in front of a mirror and being like, ooh, like pick one piece about your body that you were like, that is fucking sexy. And you can just embrace it. And it's not necessarily jumping right down to your vulva or your yoni, but really it's, it's honoring all your body, all the uniqueness for what it is. So you could really like make it a meditation and go from your head down to your toe. Like, what do you love about your hair? Like for me, I'm like, it's curly. It's different than everybody else's. It makes me stand out or my long legs, they carry me through life with confidence and grace and strength. So there's a lot of different ways to look at it, but I think just be curious, honor yourself, whether it's a free guide, follow me on Instagram at soul saturations is I put a whole lot of content. There's also some really great videos. If you're on there today to like watch my partner do some singing, it's great. Um, we're very entertaining. So there's not only just great information and resources, you get a little glimpse into who I am and get to know me. And so you're like, hey, like that girl likes to have a glass of wine at night or hey, they like to work out or hey, they have a job. You get to see all of that. I'm completely open and raw. And if you're really brave, you can send me a DM and I'll respond. You and Matt are very sexual. <laughs> yes. Wow. I, those are relationship goals for sure. Yes, yes, I, I, I like to stare at him regularly. <laughs> and it, the, to you guys listening, I feel like I know Kendall because she tells her story online and it's not, not in it, it's, it's just great. Like I trust her and she'd be the person that I go to. She's very real and she definitely holds a safe space just from an observer standpoint. Mm. But anyways, I want to, we live close enough that when this social distancing thing is over, we should definitely get together because I'd love totally. to meet you 
I know. I want to give you a hug. I know. <laughs> Anyways, any other way that you can be, do you have a Facebook group that? Oh yeah, I do actually. I should get back on that. Um, <laughs> so I have a couple of, I actually have two different Facebook groups. Um, I have one that is for women only called honoring feminine, honoring your sexual essence. I'll send you the link to it. So it's soul saturations, honoring your sexual essence. And that's a women's only Facebook group. I also have another group called honoring conscious singles. So for those who are maybe not in a relationship, um, that's just mainly for singles. So they're both really just resources. Um, one of the things that I've found is that it's a place for people to connect and there's not a whole lot of sharing that happens because people are more um, on the side of hesitation just from a place of anonymity and honoring that piece. So the Facebook groups are a great way to get together and connect with me, but really Instagram, um, the Please Me is a great like free resource to get into because it's completely anonymous. So there's a lot of different ways to really connect. Well, I will be sure to include all of those ways in the show notes. Yeah, fabulous. And I have an email already typed up for you um, that I'll send follow-up info for you. Awesome. Yeah. Kendall, did we get real? We got so real, it was perfect. All right, guys, until next time on Real Talk with the Pelvic Docs. Thank you so much, Kendall, and thank you guys for listening.